You're listening to The Savvy Social Podcast, a weekly show that explores social media marketing strategies that help business owners create connection and build community by focusing on manageable tasks that actually make a difference to your business goals. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 80 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Social Report. Social Report is the world's most complete social media management tool and it's my tool of choice when it comes to things like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. You can try them out for yourself for free by going to socialreport.com. Now, today's guest is Victor Adefuye, and Victor has been a client of mine for the past few years, and he is an amazing sales expert that I'm really excited to pick his brain in this episode about selling and social media, specifically LinkedIn. Um, So for those of you who don't know Victor, Victor Adefuye became passionate about sales consulting after seeing too many founders and sales leaders really struggle with generating leads and hiring a sales team and closing those complex deals due to lack of knowledge about best practices. Victor honed his persuasion, communication, and presentation skills first as an attorney, yes, a lawyer, (laughs) then as a financial services sales professional. He then joined the entrepreneurial world, serving as co-founder and VP of business development at various startups. He's now a sales coach, working with clients on go-to marketing strategy, training, and coaching. He's a graduate of Duke University and George Washington University Law School, and uh, he didn't put this in his bio, but he also works for a really cool company called Winning by Design. Um, so check them out, especially if you are startup in sales. Um, they have a lot of interesting things on their YouTube channel. Very educational. But in this particular episode, Victor and I talk about what really makes someone good at sales, how sales and marketing play a role in your business. We talk about the power of LinkedIn to help close the deal, how to leverage your current connections for referrals. This one's huge. And how LinkedIn can play a role in your entire sales and marketing strategy. And before we dive into that, since we're all about LinkedIn, I want to remind you we are in the middle of our LinkedIn challenge, but you can still join us. Uh, The challenge is going on through till January 18th, 2020. So if you're listening to this and it's before January 18th, 2020, please join us. Tap into the power of LinkedIn. This is a free 100% free five-day challenge designed to help you create more opportunities in 2020 and beyond. You can find the challenge at onlinedrea.com slash LinkedIn, and that link will be in the show notes. All right, let's dive into this juicy interview with Victor Adefuye. Hey, Victor, welcome to the show. Hey, Andrea, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really excited to pick your brain all about sales because you are like one of the best sales geniuses that I know. Uh, (laughs) But I want to start at the beginning of your story because I find it very interesting. You started off going to law school. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, it's it's been quite a journey to land where I am now in the entrepreneurial world and the sales consulting world. Um, But um, yeah, you know how things kind of make sense in hindsight, but uh, when you're in the middle of it, you're a little confused about which direction you're going. Um, that was 
very much my experience. You know, I started off, like you said, practicing law, um, loved some aspects of it, didn't love other aspects of it. Specifically, I loved kind of like the persuasion and standing in front of, um, you know, a, a judge or, or um, a, a jury and presenting um, an idea. Um, so, you know, presentation skills, persuasion skills, l things that tapped into that, I really enjoyed it. The other aspects, you know, sitting in my office till midnight, drafting, uh, uh, you know, briefs and memos, that that didn't appeal to me. So, you know, when, when I had a chance, I decided to leave the practice of law and go into um, go into what I thought initially was a financial services job, working in wealth management and, you know, helping in entrepreneurs and individuals to kind of think better and plan better for their financial future. But I realized very quickly in that job that it wasn't about your knowledge about finance that mattered. What mattered was your sales ability. And so that was kind of like my first sales job. Realized that I really loved sales. Again, it allowed me to tap into the persuasion skills and the presentation skills that I learned as an attorney, then left that job, started a company as a founder and ran that for three years, realized how important sales was to being an early stage entrepreneur. And then through that experience, I realized there were so many people that needed help with respect to sales. So many entrepreneurs that were like me that didn't have that sales experience. And so I kind of decided to, after I shut down my first startup, decided to commit my life to kind of um, to working with entrepreneurs and businesses and salespeople to help improve their skills. And that's how I landed where I am now as a, as a sales consultant. I love that. I love that journey because oftentimes on this show, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs whose journeys aren't linear. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to highlight. Um, so speaking of sales specifically, I know my first impression of sales is never like positive. We always think of like that sleazy car salesman or something like that. Um, but sales is such an important part of what we do. So can you talk a little bit about what makes someone good at sales? Yeah, you're right. Sales is scary, but it's also critical to entrepreneurship, building any business. And without revenue, you're not going to be able to keep the lights on. And so you have to build a system like with every other aspect of your business to generate leads and help you close deals. So to do that, I think people... You're right. People have a negative idea of what salespeople are like because they're, everyone's used to the used car salesman kind of stereotype and you're afraid that they're going to try to sell you something that you don't really need. So that feeling is absolutely natural to have that aversion to sales. Unfortunately, if you want to be a successful business owner, you got to figure it out, right? As soon, sooner rather than later. But I, I, I don't think it needs to be as scary because, you know, to answer your question, the best thing that you can do to be an effective salesperson is to be an effective listener. And most people think that sales is about performance and it's about getting on the phone and, you know, over the course of a half hour, an hour, convincing the person that you're the best solution for them. When actually the best thing for you to do is to spend most of that time 
asking them really good questions about their situation, the pains that they're feeling, um, the potential impact of solving those pains that you can help them achieve. And so that's the real secret. It's, you know, when I coach entrepreneurs, especially early stage founders, I try to bring them back to, to what they know is true. And that is, you know, being a good communicator is being a good listener and it kind of relieves a lot of the pressure that people feel about, you know, persuading others and pitching. Yeah. And I think that relates back to social media so well, because oftentimes when I'm coaching social media, um, people, students, clients, they oftentimes approach it as a broadcast, like how Mm -hmm. much can I say on social media? And the impact, the real change happens when you actually take time to listen and and observe and participate in social media. So same thing works for sales. Um, You know, being, I wrote down, um, spending more time listening than talking. So, so important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, social media, like you said, is like sales. It's about what are you bringing to the world and what are you bringing potentially to your customer base? And to be effective at that, you need to know what matters to them. And to know what matters to them, you need to listen to them, right? And so the foundation of sales, marketing, I believe, is a a focus, an obsession to some extent uh, on the customer and their pain points uh, and their issues. Um, and not and, and so if you can communicate that you are expert at these topics and you know it well and you can help your customers achieve their goals, that's going to be a lot better than um, you know just pitching how great you are. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about the relationship or the difference between sales and marketing? Uh, yeah. like how, how are they related? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think about marketing is everything that happens prior to the sales conversation right? Um, For the most part, right? There's definitely some nurturing that happens after you've engaged a customer, even after they become your customer, keeping them educated, staying front of mind. But for me, I think about marketing as the top of the funnel, right? If you think of a traditional sales funnel um, where leads come in at the top and then come out at the bottom uh, as as signed clients, marketing is what happens kind of outside and above that funnel. And the sales conversation is the entry point into that funnel. And so um, marketing to me falls into two categories. So it's branding. So just awareness, right? So making sure that your customers know that you exist in the world and what you do, right? And so that's like watching commercials on TV or seeing a billboard that promotes a certain company. You know the brand, you know what, you know, um, Avis Rent-A-Car does, right? Because you know what Hertz does because they're they're brands and you're familiar with them. So there's branding. Um, at the same time, there's like lead generation, right? Marketing for uh, demand generation. And so that's much more targeted and uh, the with the goal of, getting customers to, you know, engage with your content, for instance, to reach out to you directly and ask for help, right? And so there are definitely different tactics that you can take there. But the whole idea, whether it's branding or whether it's um, straight demand generation through, you know, AdWords or something like that, um, ultimately, the, the goal is to make customers aware of the problems that they have, aware of you as a solution provider, and then 
provide them with enough education so they get to the point that they're ready to engage with the salesperson. And it's at that point where I think sales kind of differentiates itself from, from marketing. Okay. So when we're looking at um, kind of improving our sales and marketing in the next year, and I know that you specifically use LinkedIn to do this, can yeah. you talk about how they overlap and how you can use a tool like LinkedIn to really help you know, the whole sales process and all of yeah. those good things? Yeah, absolutely. I think LinkedIn is one of the most effective tools for salespeople, um, particularly and entrepreneurs. Right? Um, it's it's an online resume that allows you to um, you know communicate with people who are looking for you, um, and hopefully those eventually will be your customers. Um, so it's really important to have a good profile set up um, so that, uh, that, that accurately uh, communicates the value that you can deliver. Um, so that right there is, is branding, right? It's, it's uh, you know, who is this? What, do they, what does this person do? How can they help me? Um, but much more uh, tactically with sales, um, it's great because it allows you to research leads, right? So let's say you, um, you know, your target customers are entrepreneurs, right? Business owners that are, you know, been in business for X number of years, have X number of revenue. You can research that on LinkedIn, find the decision makers. And even if you are engaged with them prior to getting on the phone with them, you can have a little bit of background on who your customers are. So um, LinkedIn is really great for, for researching leads as well. And then I also find it's, it's, it's effective for um, doing outreach, right? And so um, when you find a lead that's a good one for you, LinkedIn has the in-mail function that allows you to reach out to them. Of course, you can also send the connection request. Those are tools that can be used to try to engage the market. Now, I don't like using LinkedIn exclusively for that. I like using LinkedIn as part of an overall outreach campaign. So maybe you're sending them an email and a LinkedIn invite, and you're sending them you know, a letter in the mail or um, using other tactics, uh, phone calls to try to engage your customers. LinkedIn is just a touch in that process, but I think it's, it, it can be an, an effective tool there. And then, you know, finally, I think for referrals, LinkedIn is great because you can connect with your customers and see who they are connected to. And then instead of the general process of, hey, you know, let me know if you know anybody who needs my services, you can specifically find folks that you want to be introduced to and then say to your customer when they're happy, of course, um, that, uh, hey, I would love for you to introduce me to Andrea Jones um, because because I think we can add a lot of value or I'm just trying to network and expand my network. Um, I would love to meet with Andrea. And that's much more targeted, much more effective um, than just asking for an open-ended referral. Yes. Yes to all of that. I love it. I think, I think there's a lot of key things that you hit on here that are so important to highlight. Um, one of the things I wrote down is that 
LinkedIn is part of the, the entire strategy. So yeah. um, sometimes I hear people say, you know, oh, I sent one message and, you know, this doesn't work. Um, yeah. and, and it's part of a larger, bigger picture. Um, social media doesn't exist in a bubble by itself. Yeah. It's really hard to kind of make that difference. But as part of your entire process, the, it can be so impactful. Um, yeah. I recently got a message from some business in like Missouri asking if I wanted solar panels panels on my house. I was like, wow, this person's not doing their lead research because I'm so far away from that. Um, So I think that that's also important as well. Another thing you highlighted was doing the research so that you can approach that conversation from a place of knowledge and education Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of throwing something out there and guessing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think you said it even better than I did. Um, you know, it's, it goes hand in hand with listening, right? Being customer centric is ultimately um, the objective, right? And part of that is listening to them during the sales call. But part of that is, is also an important part of that is also um, knowing who you're talking to and being able to tailor your conversation to their exact needs. And you can't do that without researching uh, a customer. Um, and, and that applies not only for that sales call, but then also, like you suggested, in your marketing, in your outreach to the customer. Um, making sure that the message that you're sending them is relevant to them. Right is and 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 the, to be able to create that relevance, um, you really need to do your do your homework. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, having that tool, having LinkedIn as a tool to help facilitate your uh, lead research, is really impactful. I want to talk a little bit as well about uh, referrals and and collaboration opportunities on mm-hmm. a platform like LinkedIn or any other social media platform because I think it's an often missed part of a sales process. So I think a lot of us try to approach sales very directly, like we want that person's money and yeah. <laughs> to be in our business, we want their business. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a strength and almost it's a more powerful way to connect with someone to be referred. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about referral business, why it's important, um, and some of the things that we can do to like encourage more of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, referrals are among the most effective lead generation tactics out there, right, that you can employ. Um, it's data that I've seen, and I think it's pretty well established at this point, is that um, suggests that referrals, you're more likely to, they're more likely to take a meeting um, and they're more likely to close and they're more likely to close faster than someone who's introduced to you cold, right? And so using, leveraging referrals is really, really key to the success of any business and any entrepreneur. But you have to have a practice and a policy and procedures in place to be able to maximize that. And I think this is, you know, to return to to LinkedIn, um, this is where social media can have a real impact is being able to see who your connections are connected to, Mm -hmm. right? And being able to come to the table with very specific requests about who you want to be introduced to by your customers. And so developing that strategy requires you to to think about when to ask for that referral during your engagement with the customer. Mm -hmm. Usually I like to do that 
you know, as early as possible, right? Or at least plant the seed early in the, in the customer relationship to say, Hey, you know, my business grows on referrals. And, you know, if you're, if you're satisfied with the work that we do together, I would love to be introduced to uh, some folks in your network who you think it would be great for me to speak to who I can add value to. So you plant that seed that I'm going to ask you for referrals later on. Then maybe when it's the, the delivery of the first value that um, you've been able, the first impact that you've been able to have on a customer, that again is another great opportunity. And that's when you can come to the table with a list of maybe three to five people that you see that your customer is connected to um, on LinkedIn. And you can say, hey, I've been doing some research and I see that you're connected to, you know, Bob Jones. Um, you know, I think I've, I'm, I've been planning to reach out to these folks anyway, and it would be great if I could use your name when I reach out to them. And mm -hmm. that last piece is really, really critical because oftentimes with referrals, it's, it's an obligation that you're putting on someone. Um, and it, it's, it, people can say yes sometimes and then not come through with it. Um, and so you got to be, you, you got to retain a sense of control over that process. And so I prefer to say to my customer, I'm going to reach out to this person. Is it okay for me to use your name? Is it okay for me to copy you on that email and let them know that we've worked together? And so the power kind of retains, do you retain the power uh, to be actually execute on it as opposed to asking for a referral and waiting for the customer to get a chance to get around to making that introduction? Oh, that's such a good piece of advice because there's a few people who I've asked them to introduce me to someone and they don't. Yeah. Um, and so, I love that just simple switch of saying, can I use your name? I feel yeah. like that's, that's really powerful. Yeah, um, absolutely. What about the, the really new business owners or entrepreneurs who don't have clients yet, but still want to kind of lean on their connections? Um, what's a good way to ask someone to connect them with, you know, someone else um, if they're not in a client relationship is there any tips that you can add in there yeah so i mean i think the process is very similar um obviously if it's not a client relationship they don't know the value that you can deliver firsthand but you can educate them um you know going over going out to coffee with with a strong connection asking you know telling them about the impact that you can have on customers and then even if you don't have clients i actually think to some extent not having clients makes it a little bit easier in a weird way because then it, you can you can frame it as i'm trying to learn about my market right and i'm trying to um network among a group uh that that could be potentially clients and so that i think lowers some of the fear that people have with referrals that you're just going to aggressively try to pitch their customers. So if you frame it as I'm looking to learn, which frankly should be your focus in your early stage. If you don't have customers, your obsession should be, I need to learn as much as I possibly can about the market um, through this process of customer development and interviews. And so using referrals to create those opportunities, um, I think is really, really uh, powerful 
um, when you're when you're just starting out, and then using those conversations as learning opportunities, um, less uh, more than than pitching opportunities. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love the approach of learning because I think that also takes some of the pressure off of not just your your relationship with that yeah. person who you're asking, but also yourself because yep. you don't have to go into this conversation going, "I have to get the sale." You can go into that conversation thinking, um, "I just want to learn more about this person's wants." needs, how yeah. pain points, how can I help them? I think that definitely relieves a lot of pressure. It does. And if just to connect it to where we started this conversation, that is a listening com- conversation, right? And it is very similar to the structure of a sales conversation. The sales conversation should also be a listening enterprise, right? And should also be about learning and should be also motivated by curiosity. And so if you go into these calls, if you're early stage, don't have any customers and you really try to learn and you can help uncover the pain points that you can solve and get your prospects or the person you're interviewing thinking about these issues and their struggles as it relates to it. By the end of that conversation, whether you intend it to be a sales conversation or not, they're going to want to know how you can help them. Right. And so the better listening that you do, the more, um, the better questions that you ask, um, especially around the pains that the customers are experiencing that you can help them with and the impact that they can achieve by solving those pains um, and, and resolving the negative consequences of the pains. I think um, it's, it's very aligned with, 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 the, with the sales conversation. It'll get uh, the customer um, motivated and in the frame of mind that, hey, I have a problem, and that will inevitably lead to a conversation about how you can help. So very often with early stage customers that have uh, early stage clients that have that I've coached, um, they are resistant to this idea of doing customer interviews because they feel like every opportunity they should be selling. And I tell them with confidence every time that if you do a really good job of interviewing, if you do a really good job of uncovering pain, they will inevitably ask you at the end how you can help and that will create the opportunity. But you have to go in with that mindset of, you know, I'm going here to learn and and um, and if a sales opportunity comes from it, wonderful. But the value that you get from learning about your market before you scale up your sales effort, even before you build your product, right, is is really critical. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That's that's really good. I find that <laughs> just like that mindset shift of you know I'm not selling, I'm listening. Yeah. I think it's so valuable just to kind of tuck that away and keep that in the back of your mind, no matter where you are in the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Okay. So I want to wrap up with a little conversation about thought leadership because. Mm-hmm. I find that especially now, um, it's very hard to kind of set yourself apart from some of the competitors or some of other people in your space, or even Mm -hmm. to just help someone understand how you can help them before they even enter that sales conversation. So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that leadership and how do they help with the sales process? Yeah, I've had the most success in my career um, as an entrepreneur, really, focusing on education-based marketing. And I have a sh- my, my experience, and I think the data suggests and the experience of many others, is that 
if you go to the market and um, educate them on their pains and the struggles that they're having and provide guidance on how to overcome those struggles, they will turn to you as the expert who can help them. And so thought leadership, I think, is absolutely critical and should be integrated into your social media strategy, into your sales strategy. And a lot of times, entrepreneurs, salespeople are afraid to kind of give away their their skills and their knowledge, right? Especially if you're in a service kind of business, there's this idea that, you know, if I, if I tell them too much, then they're not going to need me. I actually find that if you tell them a lot, they will realize how little they know and they will turn to you. And so, you know, establishing yourself as an expert, thinking about content as a, uh, from a lead generation perspective, um, all of that to me ties into thought leadership it's built upon LinkedIn and other social media strategies where you can use to educate your community and let them know, Hey, you know, I know this stuff really, really well. Um, and it, it also allows you to stay front of mind. Right. And so you're, maybe you've had a conversation with someone and it didn't end up closing, but they're connected to you on LinkedIn. Well, if they see you posting content periodically, then they're going to be like, oh, whenever that need arises again or whenever it becomes a priority to solve it, they're going to have you front of mind because even if they haven't read your article, they've seen, oh, you know, I've seen Andrea posting on this issue so many times. She's clearly an expert. I need to re-engage with her um, on this topic. And so, yeah, to me... This is such an important part of, especially in the early stages of a company, but even mature companies um, are focused on generating good content on a consistent basis. And I think that that is thought leadership and it's critical to both marketing and sales. I love that. And as you were talking, I actually thought of a little like anecdotal example that I can share, which is um, the Savvy Social School. So most of the listeners know Savvy Social School, Learn Social Media. But I've actually gotten clients from the school, which was completely unintentional, where people will sign up and they'll go, this is great. It's a lot of information. Um, I don't want to do it, actually. Can you do it? Um, And So even though I'm trying to teach them how to do it for themselves, I've had at least two people I can think of in the past year who have gone through the materials and go, this is great. I just don't have time. (laughs) And so even just presenting the information as like from from a, a space of, you know, being that leader um, can, can lead to people understanding more of what they don't understand so that yeah. they can then hire you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, complexity makes people feel like they need help, right? Yeah. And no one, you know, businesses, there's so many different aspects to business, right? Sales, marketing, administrative uh, issues, billing, accounting, right? Taxes, right? You can't be operations. You can't be an expert in all of these things, right? No one can, right? Especially if you're an earlier stage um, entrepreneur. And so delegating is key. And, And especially delegating something like social media, where you may not have the time to be able to engage your customer base or your your network all the time, but it's really, really critical to do so and to be consistent in doing so. And so I think, you know, 
from the complexity of, of knowing best practices and being able to maximize every effort that you put out there, all the way to the idea that, you know, you can't be an expert on everything and you should delegate. Those are the, the pressures, if you will, that I think cause people to say, hey, you know, I, not only do I need to learn about this stuff, but I actually need help and I need to find an outsider to help me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. So um, we covered a lot today. If anyone's interested in learning more about sales, learning more about your process, how can they connect with you? Yeah. um, The best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, as we've been talking about. So um, just look for my name, Victor Adefier. Um, the spelling is going to be in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, um, I'll put the direct link in the show notes as well. Wonderful. Yeah, so link with me on LinkedIn, reach out, send me a note. That's definitely the, the best place to reach me. I recently joined a new sales consulting firm called uh, Winning by Design. We're working with companies that are a little bit more mature than early stage entrepreneurs, but definitely teaching as much as we can about about sales and very regularly have these monthly open courses where we teach uh, best practices. So if you're interested in that, also feel free to reach out to me to learn more about how you can you know, learn sales skills in a really efficient and fun training environment. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Victor, for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and additional resources, visit our website, SavvySocialPodcast.com. And before you go, I want to invite you to access our free course. Yes, 100% free. It's the best way to jumpstart your social media strategy this year. You can find it at OnlineDrea.com slash free. That's all for this week. Bye for now.